Love and Watches is a podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team, bringing you the latest in news, gossip, controversy, and anything else that matters in the world of watches. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, guys and gals. Welcome to the Love and Watches podcast. This is Ranch Racer. And this is Perpetual Girl. And we are recording episode 25, and it's the special Basil World edition. Uh, so yeah, needless to say, we uh, we didn't get kidnapped by hitmen from Cartier or JLC. It's uh, we are still alive and kicking. It's been kind of crazy around here, but we are life gets in the way. Life gets in the way, but we're <laughs> super excited to uh, be talking about Basil. And this actually kind of worked out well because we were going to record, I think, after like the first day at Basil, and then ended up not recording. And now we can talk about the whole show. Right. So now we've kind of seen a lot of it. Yeah. So come we're, we're about. Uh, we're a week out from the show, basically. It was last last week, so... Well, and it's always like Basil overload when you're on Instagram, you know, no matter what your hobby is, when there's a big, big show, you're inundated, and it, you kind of have to step back and let it's, it finish. Yeah, and it, it you really are inundated. You get kind of tired of the, the press releases and the all the stuff coming out. But um, then once you digest, you can kind of see trends, and you can kind of see what the patterns are, because it's definitely got its own flavor this year i think so well so what, what did you think about it and we'll get into risk checks and everything but i'm just curious what your overall impression of basil was well um not to i don't want to jump around too much but it it seemed like there were a lot more limited edition pieces this year like from you know and everyone does a limited edition grand seiko did it last year and we loved it and it happens. It's not, that's not a new thing, but it, I saw some limited edition pieces come out from people that were smaller companies that normally have a lower price point. Mm -hmm. And I find that when you have a limited edition, the general public doesn't really get a chance to buy it. And that's, that makes me sad. I a hundred percent agree. I mean, for me, there were three themes this year at Basel, no swatch, stupid expensive pricing like way more than we've seen from many brands um ever um and limited edition everything's a limited edition doesn't matter if you're at the thousand dollar price point or at the ten thousand or a hundred thousand dollar everything is limited and uh yeah it's oh man i'm down on the industry i gotta say the industry is just driving me crazy these days but and like we um, said earlier we love watches Love watches, we just hate the watch brands. But there's a bit of a Pretty political... Much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Swatch not being there is huge, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm, I'm looking to see if we had any real big news. There's, there's nothing huge. We kind of had some fun at our local Rolex AD. We were in there. We had stopped in for something else, and, and uh, our, our good friend, the manager out there, Matt, pulled out this amazing watch that a gentleman had brought in to have the clasp fixed, right? Yeah, and the it pin was, came out. Yeah, and it was a 1680 Rolex Submariner red dial. Uh, it was, I think it was feet first, which is, a, it looks like the feet first is more common to find than the meters first, but uh, yeah, it was really neat. We got to try it on and just look at it and amazing, beautiful shape. So that was a lot of fun. What did you think about that watch? I like the size I thought a it was lot. amazing. And it, the, the lesson the lesson learned there is if someone tells you 
that watch isn't worth anything. Don't just take anyone's word for it because mm -hmm. I think he had a family member tell him, oh, that piece of junk isn't worth anything. Yeah, one of his kids telling him that. Yeah. And, and it's basically like a 25000 and up dollar watch. Yeah. Or more. Yeah, it's really, really neat to see that. I'd so never seen one in person. And, so. and don't let anybody tell you otherwise unless you, know, yep. unless you figure it out yourself. But um, Yeah, but that, that was, that was cool. That was cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. But so I'm looking through um, our summary of all the watches that came out in Basel. And uh, once again, the ladies' watches, they're, you know, they're pink, mm -hmm. which I know a lot of people love pink gold, but I just don't. I don't see it. I thought it was kind of starting to go away a little, move towards yellow again. Um, but when anyone comes out with a lady's watch, like I'm looking at this Nautilus. It's like pink gold with diamonds. Yeah. And, and everyone's ooing and aahing. All the ladies are ooing and aahing. And it's kind of like they're missing the collector yeah, totally. segment. Like yep. I don't want the, the diamondy, you know, version of a Seiko diver. I want the Seiko diver in a smaller size. Right. Right. So, oh, that being said, uh, there were a couple of ladies' watches that I really, really liked. Should we do wrist checks and stuff before oh, we get sure. too into that? We can do that. I also wanted to talk about that flea market find that you came across. That was oh, that's yeah. right here. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna wind up for our listeners. Let's do a wrist check. Mine okay. will be quick because okay. I wear this one. I've worn this before, but it's my vintage thirty. Seven thirty-six millimeter vintage Rolex Explorer One, yeah, black, black dial. dial. That you got me as a surprise, and I, I wear did. it a lot. It doesn't glow in the dark anymore because it's tritium, but um, I love it and I wear it a lot. It's one of my favorites, and I love the size. It's a really it's great good size. size, and I can wear it like on. I put it on a NATO before, and mm -hmm. I, I can even wear that thing. It's a little small, but. It is, but with the NATO, the way the NATO comes out from the it gives it the the spring size, bars, yeah. it makes it look a little bit taller, and I I really liked it. So it's that's you know I'm I'm going more towards smaller watches anyway, like the rest of the industry. All right, you're, that's it. You're done. That's it. Okay. I'll pour uh, myself another cup of tea while you're talking. I am wearing a watch that this was the first watch I brought bought in 2019, like a few days into January after saying I was going to take it easy on watches <laughs> this year. Um, but I had been admiring your Traska Free Diver Mint Dial. Uh, you bought that on when they went live on Kickstarter mm -hmm. last year, and then I love that watch too. Yeah, and then he came out with a, this limited gray dial in early January, and I had to have it. It was just with so the cool. Saf black sapphire bezel. I did. I got the black Pretty. sapphire because it's fully loom bezel, which is nice. Um, just a great watch. the The case is thirty nine millimeter with the bezel. It's forty. Um, it, my only issue I had with this watch when it, when I first got it was it's got that H link bracelet that several micro brands use and it pulls it. If you have any hair on your arm, it tugs at it. It gets caught and pulls at the, the arm hair. Yeah. So I was wearing it like on a NATO for a while, but it just looks so good on the factory bracelet. So I put it back on the bracelet and I tightened it up one notch. I don't normally like to wear my watches this tight, but it doesn't move and slide around at all, so it's not grabbing my hair and pulling on it. So it's been much more comfortable. I've had this on since yesterday morning, which mm -hmm. for me, I don't usually wear a watch for more than 12 hours before I'm swapping <laughs> it out. So really kind of falling back in love with this Traska. Um, just I wonder a great if watch, a product, great loom. I wonder if there's a product that you could buy to stick um, safely without damaging, stick on the back of the band. Yeah, it's called Scotch Tape. Well, I wasn't going to go there, but... <laughs> 
you know, some work. sort of safe adhesive that you could put that's like a small felt band so it doesn't pull your hairs out. Something white or clear Super or thin. skin colored. It would probably get dirty, but yeah, it would prevent your hair from getting pinched. But this works. I mean, and it's not it's not crazy tight. It's not like cutting off my circulation tight, but it's tight enough that it doesn't move around. Uh, and it, it's working fine. So I'm Well, it's the really same size as it. mine, and I, I love mine. Mine wears really well. On, yeah, it's a good size for a diver, I think. I'm kind of surprised because it looks... It looks pretty big on you, but it doesn't look big on me. You know, like it's usually if something looks normal on you, it's usually too big for me. Yeah, and it like doesn't the sub, look too big. And it for doesn't. You. It fits. Well, both the sub of us. looks bigger on me. That's a forty as yeah. well, but it's just a big honking watch with those. Yep, with and those, we talked uh, about that before with the lug size and with. Yeah, but no, this is a great size for lots and lots of people. From your what six and a quarter <clears throat> or six and three eighths inch wrist up to my seven and, and a half. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what I'm wearing. Totally digging it. Really like this brand. Just good, thoughtful design. Good pricing. Definitely, uh, I would definitely recommend you check it out. So it's nice. Uh, so before we jump into Basil, I just wanted to quickly talk about this. Oh, my favorite subject: flea markets. Flea markets. Um, so yeah, we've got one up here at our Grange Hall. Actually, it's not the Grange Hall anymore. Um, it's, it's our. Very they call old it the, building, the local yeah. 49er. It's called 49er Flea Market, but. Um, I think it's, is it once a month? It used to be the first Saturday of every month. And now I think they've changed it because of something having to do with our little fairground. I don't know if maybe they've kicked them out or I have to, I have to talk maybe to the neighbors and find two, out what they the gossip. The two. Yeah. yeah. But there's always good stuff over there. And it's, it's a lot of fun. <clears> and we stopped by one day when we were going out for something else. And one of the guys that was there was sell, you know, he had a bunch of old watches and, you know, a lot of them are cheapy quartz and stuff but he actually had some nicer pieces and you saw this one you're like "Ooh, what is I'm that like, what's dial? that uh and <coughs> so he Excuse pulls me. it out <clears throat> i'm gonna give it a couple wines here and then i'm gonna start it so if you couldn't tell it's a stopwatch mm -hmm. it's not a chronograph because there's no is no there's no time telling it is just a stopwatch. It's mm -hmm. uh, Jung Hans, and you did some research on this. Yeah, I, I looked it up. Uh, there's a few of them on eBay, and they're going between, in really good uh, dial shape and running, they're going for between $80 and $90. And what, what was the time frame? Is this like 60s or? 50s. 50s. Um, yeah, and we paid 20 bucks for it. It was... And it he works said great. he was pained to let yeah. it go at 20. And I'm like, oh, well, don't make him pained. <laughs> but he was okay with us. Yeah, it and it's got like a cream dial. It says Jung Han's up at the top at, at what would be 12 o'clock if it was a watch. Um, and then it kind of has like a almost like a smiley face. It's got two eyes. Yep. The left large eye that takes up a, not quite a third of the dial space is uh, the minute 60 minute indicator. Uh, on the, the right dial, which is, I didn't notice it at first, but it's slightly bigger than the minute dial, mm -hmm. just slightly, almost like the, the long, I think it's the Longines, um, Avigation big eye that has the larger right hand side, uh, dial. And that's a 60 second dial. And then at the bottom at six o'clock is a one tenth. That's which is the neat super part. cool. And when I first looked at it, I thought it was actually a, uh, a repeater, a retrograde or a retrograde. I thought it was, you know, popping back every every second it's not but they cover up the lower two-thirds with a cover that says one tenth second mm -hmm. it's like a little shroud 
Yeah, and the hand is basically a propeller. So it just, you know, you have one that goes tenth of a second, the next one comes up, mm-hmm. then the next one comes up. Sort of like the disc of a moon phase watch. Where yes, you've got two moons where you have two moons. Around. But because it's going so fast, it almost looks like it's just bouncing back like a retrograde. And it's an optical it's illusion. It's super cool. It's neat. Yeah. Uh, we've posted this one um, on Instagram. Probably be posting it again. Just a really cool find for 20 bucks. So... If you have any local flea markets or if you're traveling on the road and you come across a flea market, you just never know what you're going to find. I mean, 99% of the time, it's a lot of junk, but every once in a while, you'll find a diamond in the rough. And we really found a, a cool one here. Mm-hmm. So that was that was pretty fun. Not super duper expensive. Um, I mean, it's not like finding a Rolex in a pile of watches that no one knew was in there, but it's it's. I think it's pretty special. It's it's something of for us of value, right? Mm-hmm. It's because we're watch enthusiasts. I've been wanting to get a stopwatch and, too. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's fun and it, it runs great, winds up nice. It's like twelve winds to fully wind it, and the thing will run for like hours, hours like twelve hours or something on twelve winds. So very very cool. And it's a single pusher, so you, oh yeah, you it's don't a mono have a pusher. Yeah, you don't have a. You just have the crown at top. You wind it, start, stop, and reset with that one button. So uh, yeah, very unique. It's just fun, you know, just fun. So always make sure to check out your local flea markets. You never know what you're gonna find. Um, you know, you might go for a year and not find anything. And then that one time, like, like this time we, uh, we got lucky. Yeah. So, and there's an even bigger one down in town, in the city under the freeway. And I've never been oh, to that yeah. one, but that yeah. would probably be interesting. So, so back, well, to, back to Basel. Should we talk about Basel? I, yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of down on the industry and I was, Basel for me this year was. It's just hard to get into it. Well, I'm, I'm kind of you know? not wowed by it. No, and, and definitely I'm no expert. Not We're not experts. We do this for fun, but um, some of the things that I saw just didn't. I mean, the only thing that was a little bit different was maybe the Bulgari finish on their cases, but I thought they mm. looked a little plasticky. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and even like the Zenith, that that inventor, that Defy, yep. um, it looks like the Flex Stone that you. It's like their Defy Lab prototype from last year. And I know a lot of people love that. I get it. I respect that. But for me, it wasn't anything. Well, and here's the thing. When you don't have the Swatch Group there, here's the kind of brands you're missing out on, right? Aside from like the big one, like Omega, right? That's the first, usually the first brand that comes to mind when people think about the Swatch Group. But besides Omega, you've got Longines, you've got Rado, Tissot, Hamilton, Certina, Breguet, Harry Winston, Blancpain, Glashuta Original, which makes some beautiful watches. Jacques Hedreau, one of our oh, favorites. Yeah. You know, and of course, Swatch. So you've got all of these amazing brands that usually have some great offerings that are relatively affordable. They're no longer there. So what's left is Patek, Rolex. Um, and then even, like I have I have like three. There, there were a lot on this year that I liked, but I had three that I really liked. One is the Chanel the J12, Ceramic, man, that is a cool The watch. white and black, like that. And I'm not really a Bauhaus-style watch person, but that Nomos with the nude, the taupe-colored bands. Oh, the Duo collection, the, yeah. The Duo has yeah. that sort of, the like the square one's got the lugs that have the Art Deco double uh, piece on there. Yep. Um, and where'd it go? Those are cool. They're too feminine for my taste, but yeah. they would look awesome on you. And the, the, the Joseph Bulova. The, the, yeah. the reissue sort of retro, 
I think those are incredible, but they're very expensive for a Bulova. But I think they're precious metal. So yeah. the theme was kind of pretty higher in pricing this year. And I, I kind of worry about that because it's going to alienate a lot of people. Like, look what happened with the... With the um, the Alpinist. Yeah, that's that's going to nail it people because it's limited edition. A lot of people wanted it. Well, so. so let's talk about some of these. And you and I both agree on the Chanel. And that Chanel is not traditionally a brand I would ever look at. Um, it's I view it as an expensive fashion brand. Although I have known about the J12. And this one's special because they had, I think it was last year. Was it last year when they, they might have purchased uh, a stake in, I think it's Cassini which is a movement manufacturer out of Switzerland, right? So this has usually had the ETA, the oh. 2892, I think. But this now has a brand new, what what they're basically saying is an in-house movement because they own a stake in Cassini. So it's got a pretty high-end movement in it. I don't know what the... Yeah, 70-hour power reserve. It's 200-meter water resistance. So this is a pretty serious watch, right? Mm -hmm. It's a dive watch. Well, and it's nice looking. It's very balanced. It's, uh, yep. it's not diamond-encrusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many millimeters? It's got it? a nice kind of toothed <clears throat> bezel me. on it, oh, unidirectional dive bezel. You're right over there. I'm choking. Um, <clears throat> it comes in, and it's all ceramic. So the whole the case is ceramic. Yes. The bezel, the the whole uh, bracelet is ceramic. I have a thing for white ceramic. Yeah, and it comes in black and white. And what's really cool is it's 38 millimeter. A really great, nice great size. size for a diver. I mean, I could totally see you sporting either of these, but the white would look stellar on, on your wrist. It would be really cool. And I dig the black. I, I couldn't pull off the white, I don't think. But the black is super cool. And at 5700 bucks, it's less than a Submariner. I think it looks, honestly, I think it looks just as good. I do too. It's different. It's, it's there. It's not apples and apples. So. Yeah. No, I think they... I think they knocked it out of the park with this and with the Kinesi movement and it's a, it's a four Hertz movement with 70 hour power reserve, 5,700 bucks. Again, that's for a lot of people that's not affordable. Um, but if you compare it to some of the other, you know, high end dive watches out there, whether it's Rolex or Blanc pun or any of those guys, I, this thing is just wicked cool. I, I really like it. And speaking of Rolex, what cracks me up is they put a different band on a watch and it's like all, it's like all that and, all a, right. ba and a bag of chips. Should we get into Rolex? <laughs> it's all that and fries too. Let's get into Rolex. Let's just do it. We love the brand. We Well, I love the watches. I hate the brand. Mm. Hate the brand. Um, but yeah, they, you know, that was the other theme that we'll talk about is brands seem to be doing completely opposite of what they're their customer base is asking for. And Rolex is so guilty of this. And if you look at what they've come out with this year, they came out with uh, a new Yachtmaster, black Yachtmaster with a white gold case for like 30 grand or 20 grand or whatever it is. I just, it just does nothing for me. And then they come out with a two-tone Sea Dweller. Now the Sea Dweller for me, I guess I kind of understand a two-tone sub, but the Sea Dweller is like this is more the more serious dive watch, right? Mm -hmm. They're really It looks like a Tudor. Well, I mean it looks it looks nice, but it's not new. Customers it's... are clamoring for more stainless sport models. That's what people want to buy. And what are they doing? They're releasing a bunch more, you know, precious metal 30, 20, 30,000 watches and it just Rolex was a huge huge disappointment for me this year. Um everyone was afraid the Batman would go away. 
the white or the black and and blue blue. GMT. Uh, They still have it. They just put the new 3200 series movement in it, which is fine. It's got a little bit better power reserve. And they stuck a Jubilee bracelet on it like they did with the Pepsi last year. Mm -hmm. Not exciting to me. I was kind of hoping for a smaller sub. That was the big one that we were hoping for. Not like more ladies watches, but more watches that are, you know, that ladies could wear that are the regular, you know, sub, uh, sea dweller, all those, but in a little bit smaller size so that we could have the same watch Yeah, and not just throw a bunch of diamonds in it. No, I, I, again, they're not listening to what people are asking for. So I don't, I mean, I'm sure these will sell well because they only make two, right? For the entire world, they make, they'll make two. So I'm sure they'll sell well, but at the end of the day, who cares? I, I just, I can't get excited about this stuff. And I think Rolex for me was just a big letdown. Mm. Well, and the Tudor, I don't know what, I'm not sure what to think about that one with the, <sighs> with the case. Yeah. Well, the, it's kind of interesting because that Black Bay P01, it's got the flipping case that goes over the bezel. Yeah. But I just. It's stupid. I wasn't sure where, <laughs> where they were going with that in the, the crown guard looks a little awkward to me. It looks like. It's like modern. So, okay. So we've already talked about how Rolex doesn't care what their customers want. Tudor doesn't care what their customers want. I mean, all we've heard from Tudor for the last five years is Black Bay this and Black Bay that. And for the most part, when you read comments on on various blogs and you read articles and people are clamoring for something Mm -hmm. other than the Black Bay. We're sick of the Black Bay. They've made some nice ones, but we're done. And so... the biggest theme that I've heard over the last couple of years is the Pel- the Pelagos is awesome or Pelagos is so cool, but they're just ignoring it. Give us some new Pelagos models. That would be awesome. Update it. Maybe make it a little smaller. Do something with that really super cool watch. And instead, they give us the P01. Well, there's also this Tudor Black Bay Chronograph, which is actually a pretty smart looking watch, but it's got precious metal again. Yeah, so that's, that's a be, two-tone, so it's yeah. more expensive, and I, I don't know. It's And it's, the GMT with a meteorite dial, which is white that's gold, a and that's going to be, yeah, right. That's I'm thinking a $30,000 Rolex watch. I know. That's yeah. that's back to, it's not available to a lot of people. Yeah, it, it's it's just, it's, it's available just to like a lot of people, but not. No, nah, but it's like they're trying to lock out uh, the large portion of people that love watches, you know, and, mm-hmm. and people, especially people trying to get into this hobby, they don't have a lot of money, and when you... You know, we'll talk about Citizen. When you see a $7,000 Citizen quartz watch, it's like, okay, I'm not going to bother with this Or how about hobby. a $2,000 Bulova? I know. That should not. But I really want to talk about the P1, P01, because I want to, oh, I want to, I want to stop talking rip about on it. it. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. I'm, I have to say my piece on the P01, which is not something anyone asked for. It's almost like, you know, the, all the product planners at Tudor are sitting around going, okay, so everyone wants a Pelagos. They're tired of the Black Bay. Hey, let's introduce a really ugly Black Bay. Dude, that's a great idea. Okay. We're, we're good. So what does it cost? Uh, it costs almost $4,000. It's 50 bucks more than the GMT that people are clamoring for. It's called the P01, which I think stands for prototype one. It was actually back in the day. I don't know if it, I think, guess it was like the seventies, sixties, whatever. Um, they were trying to get a military contract and this was their effort and the military didn't want it. Oh, so this is a right? retro. So someone some brilliant product planner at Tudor said, oh, well, this thing failed. The military didn't want it. Let's make a consumer version. And that's what they did. And 
my own personal opinion is it's really quite hideous. Um, the watch itself isn't bad, although I don't... Yeah, the crown guard's weird how it kind of comes out of that look, the bottom lower right lug. Yeah. It's just... it's. It doesn't look like what they unbalanced. make. The way I kind of look at some watches is if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah, and it just doesn't... Like the Zenith El Primero, I'm looking on the same page. Beautiful. Like when I look at that, I see yeah, but El totally Primero. Yeah, un- totally unaffordable. I know. And again, they're, they're probably Revival limited editions. They are. They're yeah. limited. Um, the P zero one isn't the P zero one isn't, and I don't think anyone's going to want it. I think very few people are going to want it. If you like it, great, go for it. Um, there are there are some cool features. The I think what makes it really not click with me from an aesthetics point of view is it's got these weird end links, right? That that uh, the top one actually pivots up and unlocks the bezel, so it's a locking bezel. Um, it's a it's not a dive bezel. It's it's a 12-hour bezel. I'm not sure I understand that if they were going for a military diving contract. <coughs> Excuse me. So it really looks off. It look, makes it look super tall. But I think you can take these out. If you look at the pictures, I think these will come out. And then you might, you might be able to put a regular NATO on it. But then again, because of that top one that locks, it looks pretty darn integrated to me. Um, so I, I don't know. It might look okay if you took these weird end links off and put it on a, on a NATO or something, but I don't know, man. I, what, what was Tudor thinking here? I just don't get it. Maybe they're trying to break out of their mold. By doing another Black Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, to me, that's not breaking out of the mold. Um, so yeah, I was, I was pretty disappointed with Tudor. The, the you know, the two-tone... Which one was that that they released? That two-tone... Uh, it was the Black Bay Chronograph, right? Mm-hmm. That's got the black dial and the yellow gold. And insert. it's nice looking. It's not... But it's nothing revolutionary. That It's right. like that two-tone seems to be the big thing, right? I mean, Rolex releases the two-tone. Tudor gives us a two-tone. Everyone's going two-tone. Which, I mean, I guess it's cool, but it's not very affordable. And the Patek, the one, the, um, the blue one, I keep getting stuck on that with... I know we're the jumping fi- all over the here. The fifty-one seventy-two. Yes, it it it's it doesn't really jump out at me seriously. It kind of reminds me of a Timex week- weekender. I know I, people are going to hate me for saying that, <laughs> but when I think of Patek, I think of something with a little more um, finery. Well, they, Patek goes both ways. I mean, they've got the Aquanaut, which is a total sporty watch, and they came out with that green dial. Aquanaut this year. Um, so they've kind of traditionally, they've had some more sporty offerings. I, I actually really like the 5212, the call the weekly calendar. That oh, is a yeah. good looking piece. Um, the Calatrava. Yes. The Calatrava 5212A weekly calendar. Um, it's like, it's got like that cream dial. It's pretty. See, really that's, good I, that's what watch. I think of when I think of them too, but maybe I guess just get stuck in old ways and things that I like, and I don't like to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. This is probably the Patek I like the most from this year's show. Um, you know, and it's got the way it displays the calendar with, with the months around, you know, fully spelled out around the edge. It's a busy dial, but it's seems pretty easy to look at. I don't, 
I don't look at it and mm-hmm. go, God, I could never read that right, watch, right? So I think it's relatively easy to look at. 40 millimeter, so it's a nice size. Um, at 30 grand, it's not a watch I'll ever own. But I don't know. If I was shopping for a Patek, that would probably be right at the top of my list. So I, I was pretty spe- impressed. And speaking of Patek, the ladies, Nautilus, I mean, over rose. Yeah, a lot of rose gold think, and diamonds. And... I think that one also is made in stainless. Is that correct? The ladies Nautilus? You know, I don't know. I don't want to miss. All I all I see misspeak. is the, the write-ups on it and everyone's, oh, it's the rose gold is beautiful. Oh my goodness. And and I just. Yeah, well, if you're a collector that wants to wear a watch every day, you're not going to spend $42,000 on right. a rose gold. Yeah. They just seem to think that's what women want. All Very women want feminine or gold. what they think feminine. Um, I'm trying to look at down here to see if there's a stain. I don't see it. Actually, there's not even any diamonds on this. It's just 42 it's grand. Just, it's just for rose, rose gold. solid gold, rose, pink. Yeah. I mean, great size. If they could do this in stainless steel at 18, that would be really cool. We still couldn't afford it, but That's it'd be really cool. still pretty high for a stainless yeah. steel watch. But yeah, so Patek, I don't know, they, they came out with a few, but I really like that 5212A Calatrava. That is a cool watch. Um, probably one of my favorites of Basil along with the J12 Rolex again didn't do anything for me oh you didn't like the rainbow um, reference the rainbow the Datejust yeah Yeah. I'm not surprised to see that though well yeah there's a market for that there is not anybody I know what did you think about about the uh, I'm looking for him here it was the Tudor no, no, I'm sorry, not the two. The tag Octavia Isograph. You know, I did, haven't even looked at those yet. I actually kind of dig them. But here's the funny thing. So I, you know, reading through all the different press releases, not press releases, but articles, blogs, stuff like that. Um, there's one thing that I keep hearing a lot of different writers say about these. They look like micro brands. They do. And they kind of look like Oris. But here's what cracks me up about that. The bronze and the All I've heard for the last... Dial five to ten years about micro people complain oh that micro brand looks like a rolex or it looks like a tag or it looks like this or it mm-hmm. looks like that right that's always have the, the tables turned it's like that's why micro brands get slammed the most for is not being original and copying another design and here we've got a tag which i actually think is pretty a pretty good looking yeah. three-hander these, and people are complaining it looks like a micro brand i don't even know what that means these colors are not what i would expect from tag no, it's really cool color combinations. Mm-hmm. I think it's a super cool watch. They're pretty. There's a lot of there's um there's a brown, there's a sort of a greenish taupe. There's a, a more blue green, there's a bright blue. That blue is going to be probably pretty popular. Yeah, I, I like but the I brown dye. I love that brown dye. I did not expect them to do a brown and a bronze. That's interesting. So I think they're trying to modernize and and take advantage of some trends i'm super impressed with what tag has been doing the last couple of years I've, I've never been a fan of tag i, I haven't like either but i like these i i like these a lot i like um like the vintage hoyer stuff and i'm a big fan of the monaco oh, i like yeah. some of the older hoyer chronographs that's a totally different animal when though. tag bought hoyer they went to me they just went mainstream it became the trendy watch to mm-hmm. own um at least through I mean, some of the older stuff is cool, but yeah, like, especially in the 2000s, just super trendy. I just never got into their designs. They're kind of, with the Octavia release, the chronograph, they're reaching back into their roots. And this Isaac, I just think it looks great. And I think it's chronometer certified. 
I'm not sure what what it costs. Did you see a price on it? Mm-mm. I like the stainless bezel and stainless bracelet one. Let's see. I'm not a big fan of um, pink. I don't yeah, see the price here. Copper and pink. I'm, that's not really my thing. I love that looks, brown dial. Looks good on you, though. I love um, brown dial. I would totally support that. Looks like I want to say it was like four grand, something like that. Looks like you can get all the different bands. There's no pricing on here. And it's got the oh, cool... here it is, thirty-five hundred to forty-three hundred. Oh, okay. So that's not bad. And I think that's again for a lot of people that's not affordable. For we're in a position where sometimes we can pull the trigger on watches that are more in that price range. I would totally support this thing. I think it's a that's a tag that I would own, and that's not something you're going to hear out of my mouth very often. But I would own this tag. I think well, they did does, a nice job. It looks like watches you already have. That's the thing. Well, and here's. Here's the thing, micro brands. It actually looks like that Spinnaker kind of. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could see that, but you know, I guess it's that's just a plug for micro brands, right? That's a oh, yeah. a compliment. Like, like when I see these two mm-hmm. with the the pink cases the bronze. and the yeah bronze copper with this brown color and green, like that says Oris right there. To yeah, me. maybe a little bit. It's really interesting. I think what says Spinnaker to me is the the bulging. Um, the uh, sapphire, I think they're sapphire bezels. One uh-huh. of them has a, a flat steel <clears throat> bezel, but the others uh-huh. have kind of a rounded sapphire bezel, and maybe mm-hmm. or ceramic maybe that's or why that's they're pretty. Speaking spinnaker, I don't know, but but I like them. I think they're cool. I think they're cool. Forty-two millimeter probably be too big for you. Would have been nice to see him do it in a forty or thirty-eight. Yeah, that's the other thing I didn't see a lot of. I thought we'd see more of this year was downsizing. Yeah, I no, really thought all, we'd see more all downsizing. Men, all big. Yeah, because again, it's it just seems to be that whatever customers want, they seem to be doing the opposite, and I don't, I don't. It's get tough it. being a female collector because when I look at all these watches, there's only a couple that I could really wear. Yeah, I can't afford them. But when you when they say ladies' watches, it's basically a diamond encrusted, very tiny quartz, mm-hmm. or something that's in a a fashion house that's you know forty grand. That's why I was. I think that that Chanel is probably my top pick. I do like that of the J12. Year. It I is think very that, cool. I think I like the I like the vintage Bolivas a lot. I don't like the pink one. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> Let's see the vintage. Oh, that's the um, the Joseph Bolivar. The Joseph Bolivar collection. I think collection. they're really pretty. Why can I not There's a find yellow it? gold and yeah, my my feed keeps changing. Oh, here it here is. It is. Yeah. There's a black one with stainless. There's the pink with the round. It's almost a salmon dial. Yeah, it's, it's a like a brownish salmon, salmon dial. It's, I like that one. It's interesting. And then that gold one is 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 so traditional. Well, what are they what's the price? What is the I retail think, on these? Well, I think you can buy real originals online for less. Okay, so these come in 34 and 38 millimeters, so the sizes are good. One has a bracelet. There's one that's like the a tank style, Ooh, yeah, one that's tonneau. That beautiful. And then the round. Yeah, they are. They're beautiful. Okay, so but here's the thing. They come with the Salita movement, SW200, which is a great Swiss-made movement. And they range, depending on if it's like a gold IP, they range from 995 to 1495 So this, if these were the Oris, stainless steel. If these yeah. were Oris, we'd say these are priced wonderfully. Mm-hmm. But because it's Bulova, we're saying they're too expensive. But it's got a Swiss movement. And look at the beautiful exhibition back on the back of this. And unfortunately, it's a limited edition, 350 of each. So... 
that's the problem, right? Because right. from a pricing perspective, I think these things are really well priced. Like this uh, tank style with the metal bracelet. With the metal bracelet. That boy, that would be nice if you're into the Cartier. Mm-hmm. Look. Yeah, and it's got Santos. What, what is that style of those of the numbers of the indices? What's what's that style? Like I'm Art Deco. To... Yes, Art Deco. Mm -hmm. Very Art Deco style. So each one has its own color scheme, like the the. Uh, straight with the curved sides there's a black dial a white dial and then there's a black dial with this um tonneau that's yeah the, tonneau and then there's a metal bracelet on all of them i think it's a really good collection i wish they i wish that's it was a great. regular collection maybe, uh, yeah it's unfortunate i mean maybe they'll do it later but look what i paid so i bought the oceanographer the the orange dial special edition from last year the uh devil diver that they made yeah. 666 of i guess right and I think I paid fourteen hundred for that, and mm -hmm. I was willing. To, it's a, it's a Salida movement. I think it was worth every penny. And these, I think, the same thing. I like what Bulova is doing. More power to him. I think they're they're giving us some really cool releases that are not super super expensive, but they've got solid movements, solid mechanical movements in them. Mm -hmm. I, I would highly recommend these. And unfortunately, again, they're limited, which I think is ridiculous because you're just going to lock more people out. But that. I think that's a winner. For me, that is definitely a winner from the show. Yeah, I had a hard time deciding these or the Chanel. I think the Chanel, just because of the size, is like unisex the watch. I think Anybody could wear that. I'm I'm leaning towards the Chanel being the best of show for me. But I which like is vintage. crazy. I never thought I'd say that. I like vintage stuff. And that makes my heart warm and fuzzy to see these Joseph Bulovas. Yeah, no, I I really think they they're beautiful. I think they did a good job. Um, I want to talk about Seiko. Are Can we, we talk about Seiko? Are we going to talk a little bit more about Bulova with the new colors that I found on the Devil Diver? Oh, you want to talk about that first? There's uh, just real quick. Um, it was super hard to find any info. Yeah, on and I I don't know how these popped up, but it's um. And it's not, so it's the non-limited version of the yeah. oceanographer from last yeah. year. And it's got a stainless steel case with a teal turquoise dial. And it's got a uh, 12 to 15 minute teal and then the rest black bezel. I really like it. Well, and they've got the and other one, the, the blue, blue dial. Blue and orange. Orange and blue, mm -hmm. which I like. On a stainless steel bracelet. The problem with this, and this is the, the knock that it took last year when they released it was that it's 44 millimeters and 14 and a half millimeters thick. It's too big it's for huge. most people. Yeah. yeah. It's too big. So the one that you got that we have the original version of that's a 39. Right. And that is a perfect size. Yep. Yeah. I love that. This one's like a one. turtle case, but it, it, yeah, it's too big. I, the colors are great, but it's too big. I, I wish they had gone smaller on that. Oh, and you can get a clock too. I showed you that earlier. Yes. You can I get a double clock. diver clock. It's that's 80 cool. bucks. Little quartz bedside clock. It's very cute. I like it, especially since you have the orange. Mm hmm. I like the base on it too. It looks like it's uh, made out of billet. Yep. No, I, I think it's a good design. I just wish they'd gone smaller on the case for the, the non limited version. It's a travel alarm. Yep. Let's see. Two and a half inches in diameter. It's tiny. That's teeny. Very cute. Well, our anniversary is coming up. Maybe I'm I'm digging them. Yeah, I think they're cool. Uh, all right, can we talk about Seiko? Sure. Seiko's failing us. It's well, failing its its core base of 
of Seiko lovers, it's failing them. I well, mean, there are so many Seiko lovers though, and so and there are so many people who love, love, love that new Alpinist. One of my best friends wants one so bad, and they're gone. And the price was was I think pretty close, pretty close to mm-hmm. being in the ballpark. But what happened? Limited edition. Well, and then people right? take advantage online, yep. and they're taking advantage of people's emotion. Yep. So buy it and flip it, which what, I, t- I totally disagree. What's with that. the problem with pricing something right and not making it a freaking limited edition? That I don't know. Me up the wall. You might sell more. Oh, you think? <laughs> I mean, maybe they don't want to sell more. Maybe they want to make them rare and pull a Rolex. So Kaz said something really poignant on their podcast last week that I completely agree with him on is that when a brand does this, it makes as a consumer where you would normally go through this process to for decision-making to decide if you believe something's worth it. Mm-hmm. When they do this, when it's a limited edition, all that goes out the window and you just call your dealer as fast as you can or go online and click buy as fast as you can because you're afraid you're not going to get it. So they know they're going to sell them all because you you fear. bypass. Yeah, there's a fear of missing out, right? Yeah, the logic you mean? And I think he's spot on with that. I mean, when you see these, that's how we used to be. When we first got into collecting, it's like, oh God, it's limited. I just have to buy it. And that's what they're, they're creating this frenzy. But, you know, the other thing Seiko's doing, they're, they're going so expensive, right? If you look at the SLA 033, which is a, another one of their retakes on a, on a. Can you send me that? Six, it's on the 6105. It's on that same page I sent you. Oh. It's underneath the Rolex Day Date 36. Up closer to the top, I think, or maybe right in the middle. Oh, there's my mom's dog. Uh, let's see. We're, we're dog sitting this week. And the geese are yelling. and Everyone's yelling. Pandemonium. So, But this thing's like four grand, right? I, I mean, can't, it's... I can't find it. It I'm, was. It's based on the original 6105. Time, it's a black dial kind of... Ah, Prospects 1970. Look. Yeah. And it comes with the 8L... Limited edition. I think it comes with the 8L55. Limited edition... Um, it's super expensive, more than four grand. Mm. I just don't understand why, why Seiko's doing this. It just, I just feel, I feel that they have decided they're not going to sell affordable watches anymore. And they came out with another one. I don't have it in front of me. It's a Prospects with a with a uh, with a spring drive in it mm. for like seven grand or some crazy number. Prospects to me has always been the awesome affordable four hundred dollar Seiko diver or mm-hmm you know, or driving watch or flying watch or whatever. They have land, sea, uh, three categories. I'm blanking, but land, but they're always like air. around 400 bucks, right? They're, they're great movements. Um, cool looking watches. Very dependable underwater. Yeah. So what are they doing? They're coming out with a prospects that's as expensive as a Grand Seiko. It's just stupid. What are they thinking? I don't, I don't understand. Well, I think you had told me that certain... Recently, they changed their selling. Like, they're not selling the Seiko 5s in stores anymore, and everything's going to be online. So, the core stuff, I think, is only going to be available. Core stuff is going away. So, what's going to happen? You know, because Seiko, to me, the Prospects is always that awesome watch that you can go over to Macy's. They always have sales, and they're going to have a cool Seiko diver mechanical watch, and you can buy it right there on the spot. Is that going away, too? I don't know. So, but, so they're basically changing their image into a high-end brand. I, I feel that they're only? moving. 
here's what I feel like what they're doing. And the Grand Seikos, when they're releasing, they released a bunch of new Grand Seikos this year. Most of them were precious metals, $60,000, But keep in mind, Grand Seiko is their own brand. Right. So I feel what they're doing is they're taking Grand Seiko, which to me has always been the brand that you got quality that surpassed like Rolex or Omega. And innovation. And you got it for less money. And mm-hmm. you got innovation, mm-hmm. but you got it for less money. Now they've decided, wait a minute, we can make a lot more on these things. Let's gouge customers. So now they're cranking the prices up because on Grand they Seiko. Because people can't get Rolexes anymore? Well, that could be part of it, but I think they they're they want to project an image that they're as good as Rolex. So if you're if they're priced less, people look at them and go, "Well, they must, they must not be as good as a Rolex or an Omega." But if you price them more, then automatically that makes them better in a lot of people's minds. Assumption. Yeah, and I think that's what they're doing is they're going super upmarket with the Grand Seiko, and then they're gradually taking the the core brand Seiko and moving it up to old Grand Seiko pricing. And I think that stinks. You know, they're just, I'm really not happy with Seiko these days because I, th- I feel like they're, they've decided they don't want to cater to folks that can't afford $4,000 watches right. anymore. Well, that you may know? open a window, you know, that's going to close a door there, but it may open a window to another brand that could start filling in that gap where people can afford to buy them. And yeah, like, I think it's going to help micro brands. Yeah. Right. I, I frequently cross shop Seiko prospects with, with micro brands, but I feel, I always feel really good about buying Seiko because it's a big brand. I know I got great coverage on it. It's a worldwide company. Whereas micro brands sometimes can be a little more iffy in terms of support. I think what Seiko is doing is going to help the micro brands. And I think it's going to hurt Seiko. I just well, don't I've even seen it. some pretty pricey citizens on that new list. Well, yeah, we'll, I'm going to talk about quartz. that. Kind of yeah. like, is that similar to the Longines quartz that's super duper accurate that you tried on in Vegas when we were there? Yeah, so the Citizen, so last year, Citizen released a pocket watch with a super accurate quartz movement, accurate to within one second per year, right? Like the most accurate quartz movement ever. It was just a prototype, no pricing or anything. But I got really excited about it. I think I might have even written an article about the movement in um, mm. on Wristwatch Review. I can't remember if I did or not. Um, but I was super excited about it. It's like this is really cool. That's cool. I can get into cool, super highly, you know, hyper accurate quartz technology. I think is neat. Like my Bulova Precisionist, mm-hmm. right? I think it was like I think I paid between four and five hundred bucks for that thing, and it's super it's accurate. Yeah, two hundred and sixty-two hertz or kilohertz. It's, it's a really really cool highly accurate watch and so this year i was really excited i thought we're going to see some cool citizens and you know maybe in the thousand dollar range that are that have these amazing amazingly accurate movements and instead we got an entry level there i think they're all limited to like 50 each so they're limited and i think the entry level is like seventy four hundred dollars for the for the stainless i mean it's oh man can you tell I'm angry? Yeah. I'm angry and bitter and it's just, I'm just really getting terrible in my old age, but it's just a bummer. I mean, I think I sent well, you, I think I sent you the link and my I'm, sister and my uncle, they're all watch people. Unfortunately, it's, um, I'm less excited about this year than excited. Well, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not only not excited, I'm bored and I'm angry with what is being released. And for Citizen to release the, it's the Caliber 0100. Again, super cool, 
technology. Um, the sizes on these cases are right, I'm, but they're not super exciting looking watches. I think they're kind of dull looking. And the titanium case version, they're asking 7400 bucks for. I just don't, I don't understand it. And if you want the, if you want the, the gold, the white gold, it's $17,000. Mm. How many buyers are there going to be for that? Seventeen grand for a relatively basic looking, um, you know, three hand watch. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, they're catering to a different crowd. I suppose. Uh, and they're only going to make a hundred of each. Maybe they'll sell them all out. I, is there really a hundred? How many are there? There's three. I think there's three different. So are there really 300 buyers out there willing to spend a minimum of 75 or $7,400 on a quartz watch? Maybe there are. God, I don't know. Maybe there are, maybe it's for a market that we don't understand. Maybe it's, maybe it's for Japan and they are willing to spend that for, you know, a, a titanium quartz watch well even I don't, I don't get it i'm looking at the this other uh i know we're talking about quartzes but i'm looking at this carl butcher butcher bucher bucher um, i don't know how you pronounce that and they're not cheap either they're very expensive well those aren't quartz no i know i, I said that yeah the, those um, are handmade mechanical I and mean, they're pretty high end. 7200 for stainless and yeah. ten thousand for the two-tone yeah i'm not 888 okay pieces limited edition those are so again, that's a very niche um Brand. Brand. Yeah. But again, limited edition, very expensive. Yeah. That's all we keep hearing about, right? Limited edition. Everything's either limited or too expensive. It's pink. Oh, man. Sorry. I hate watches. <laughs> and it's pink. <laughs> I really hate watches. Ugh. Maybe, maybe uh, it's okay, I'm not get, our show. I'm going to get positive. Oh, yeah. I'm going to okay, get positive for a second. Um, so I talked a little bit about TAG and how I, I was kind of digging on there on the uh, the new three-hander, the Octavia Isograph. There's another brand that I've not traditionally been into, but that is changing the way they go to market, and that's Breitling. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked the the look of the Navitimer, mm-hmm. right? With and the, they have the ladies' Navitimer. They've got the, the 38. Well, they came out with... Um, uh, we saw the 38 last year. This year, they came out with a 41 millimeter. And they look just like them, except there's looks, no pink. It's, this is basically an exact copy of it the is. original Navitimer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got an Eta movement in it, the 2824, I think. It's very pretty. And it's... Uh, there's three of them. What's the price on it? Is there a price here? Okay, they range from 4300 to 6700 depending on whether it's on a leather strap or a bracelet but they're super cool and they've got that awesome little, I don't it's, Is that a coinage bezel? What, what would you call that bezel? It's the same as on the 38. All right. I little, forgot what it's called, but it's like the mirror in our guest room. Yeah. They call uh, it a it, button or a, um, shoot. Oh, maybe it, or a, What's it called like a, it's like a pearl. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a string of like, pearls. Yeah. It's bead beads, beads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, beaded, not beaded grains, edge, I guess. not grains, beads, but it's super cool. I mean, <laughs> And it's the whole slide rule look, and it comes in a black dial, a cream, and a blue dial. I I like it. I'm super excited with where Breitling is going. They've got the pink gold going, but it's not the forefront of the watch. The bezels no. are all stainless, but the like in, the index, the, in, the indices, in, indices and the hands are, are pink, but they're not black dial. They're not too pink. There's and there's different shades of pink. I think it's okay. I think that works. I think this is okay. I like all three of them. It's more subtle, and I do like all three of them. 
I'm, I think it's still the one thing with Breitling these days, I think their pricing's off personally for an ETA, you know, an ETA equipped watch for 4,300 bucks. I think if it was 3,100, you know, I think it would be, or 2,800, I think they're going to be more in the ballpark. Especially with no bracelet. Well, and you're probably going to buy, be able to buy them cheaper, right? If you go gray or you go, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have a feeling these may not go for retail. I could be wrong, but I do like the look. And I, I like that too. they're downsizing. So, you know, that was one thing is everyone wanted the Navitimer. They came out with a 38 last year, which in this particular watch is a little small for me. But the big giant 45 or whatever it is, is too big. So 41, that's a sweet spot. I would buy this watch if I could get it for a little less money. And I as well with the ladies, but... See, I'm not all negative. No. There is some I got a little turned off here. with the brand ambassador ladies. I, I, I'm not... Well, they don't have those anymore. That does the Breitling girls me. or whatever, they're all gone. They don't do that anymore. They were just doing it like a couple of months ago. They were? I thought they got rid of the Breitling girls. With like Charlize Theron and Brad Oh, Pitt yeah, yeah. You're talking about the ambassadors. I'm talking ambassador. about the like skimpy, skimpy clad. I don't remember that. Breitling girls when John Travolta was the. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking yeah, recent. That's all gone. Yeah, I, I don't care about brand ambassadors at all. Okay, let's talk about the dumbest watch at Basel. What do you think is the dumbest watch at Basel? You're just so angry today. I know. It's fun. I'm really enjoying just just ripping on these brands. Before we get to dumb, I don't know, but maybe the solid gold docks. Yes, that's it. That's where I was going. (laughs) Yeah, give me some. (laughs) Yes. A $70,000 solid gold doxa. Speechless, right? That goes with the rainbow Rolex, I think. Doxa is like that traditional tool watch... A person um, buying a Doxa is not going to buy a solid gold watch. This is literally the dumbest watch of Basel. I thought, it's so I thought, stupid. Is Doxa kind of a micro brand? Or did no, they start Doxa has way? a rich, they're a Swiss brand. They have a very rich history of, of producing super solid, reliable tool watches, dive watches, right? So to celebrate, this is, uh, I think to celebrate the, I don't know how many years, it's the the, the sub 200T, T-Graph. Um, oh, it's its 50th birthday. Okay. So instead of coming out with a cool watch that everyone can buy to <laughs> celebrate the 50th anniversary of the sub 200 T-Graph, they come out with a $70,000 solid gold orange dial. It's pretty awful looking. It's hideous. It's the dumbest watch I've... One of the dumbest watches I've ever seen. Doxy, you guys really screwed up this year. I mean, my well, God. someone out there likes it. How many are they making? Does it say... Two hundred? Are they really going to sell two hundred? Yeah, units? limited edition again. It says it's undoubtedly puzzling move for a historic brand known for dive watches under three thousand dollars. Oh no, they're only selling thirteen. I'm sorry. Oh, so yeah, let's 13. see. I could go. I could go into a Rolex AD today because I've seen them and buy a gorgeous platinum dial or platinum case bracelet, blue dial, Daytona. With chocolate brown indices, I mean, just gorgeous for like sixty-eight thousand. Or I could buy a freaking solid gold Doxa for seventy grand. That's probably going to drop half its value the minute I walk out the door. I mean, are there really thirteen people that are that gullible? They're going to buy this watch. It's it's just stupid. It has nothing to do with the value of the weight of the gold either. It's completely stupid. I mean, this is the dumbest watch I've ever seen. <laughs> Seriously. And they're making 13. Okay, guys, 13 buyers. If you're out there, here you go. Here's your Doxa. Unlucky number. (laughs) No Asians will buy that watch. Number 13. Oh, yeah. Totally unlucky number. I mean, 
yeah. I... <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Do you am, I turn, to, am I turning do, red? Do you want me to go through our pharmacopoeia and see if there's something I can give you? I need something to relax me, guys. This is just terrible. I, I just don't. I mean, God. This is the kind of junk that we're seeing at Basil these days. Uh, okay, I'm trying to get positive. Let's talk. Let's. No, I can't be positive about that. Can't be positive about. I'm sorry. The yeah, Zodiac be... GMT limited edition. I Let's like that. Let's talk about the Zodiac. I like that aqua and orange, but again, limited edition. Yep. And what does it cost? This one, when I saw this, I got so excited because, you know, Zodiac, Fossil bought Zodiac a few years ago and they kind of just, they weren't doing a lot of new stuff. Rob Kaplan at Topper Jewelers, they do, they have a good relationship with Zodiac. They've done some special edition Topper editions that people were pretty excited about. But I saw this which is a GMT. So number one, that's cool. GMTs are cool. Uh, a black dial with kind of a, what is that? Like a teal or a turquoise it's like and a black. It's like aqua or seafoam green. Yeah, it's sort of a retro the color, but, 50s. But half and half on the bezel, right? Mm-hmm. And then they've got a black dial with golf orange and blue. Light baby blue with orange, with an orange uh, GMT hand. Just super cool looking. Oh, that's the one I was talking about, the seafoam green. Yeah, the black like dial golf. has a blue on it too. It's almost oh, like it? a. I'm trying to look here. Oh, it's gray and black. Except I don't know if that's gray. It's like or a slate a gray, maybe, huh? I think it's black on top and gray on the bottom. It's just yeah. I thought it was a reflection. And oh, then, I see. And then I this see. one's yeah. like the golf. Uh, that's a beautiful watch. I golf. love the golf. Um, but... Is it really golf? Is it branded golf, no, or is it no, just, just happens those, to be those colors? That's the colors that it reminds me of golf racing. Um, Seventeen hundred bucks, sixteen ninety five, uh, for GMT. Okay, I mean, I can I can get into that, but I think they're making one hundred and eighty two of, of each. Oh, and they're sold out. You can't have it. Sorry. It's probably sold Both out. Both are sold out. Least, just like the Seiko. Both Albinist. are sold out. Yeah, it's a shame. You know what, Zodiac? Mm, I'm not going to say it because mm-hmm. this is a this is a family podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just if became, you're special. I just you became an unfan of Zodiac and Fossil. I guess you got to be the beautiful people. Well, again, it's like Kaz said, they're they're creating this situation where we'll, we'll just make 180 of them because we know every single one of them is going to sell out. Then we don't have to think about it anymore, right? Because you bypass all your normal thought process, processes and you just get online as fast as you can, just like this ridiculous Omega Ultraman, and you buy it. Now at least this isn't an eight thousand dollar watch, but still you're you're dropping seventeen seventeen hundred dollars on this thing. And the other thing for me is that it's not uh, it's not a traveler's GMT, right? It's a desk GMT because mm-hmm. it's got the Etta two eight nine three, so it's the quick adjust is on the GMT hand, not on your hour hand, on your main hour hand. So. I wouldn't have been a buyer anyway, but I think if they'd come out as a non-limited and priced it at $1,400, they could have sold hundreds or maybe even thousands of these things to Mm. folks that have always wanted a GMT. And I'm just really disappointed, right? It's either it's too expensive or it's limited edition or it's boring looking. That is Basel 2019. And this this watch fits perfectly into the theme of Basel 2019. Well, and along those lines, the the Omega Speedmaster with the bejeweled ruby bezel and that solid yeah that gold. was um that was announced it's, before uh, basil um, i know i know but it just the colors do not say moon landing to me yeah no it's the apollo 11 anniversary and it's it's yeah another one that i could but 
No one was wearing about. gold watches in space. Last I checked, they weren't. No, no. Um, I mean, this is so way out of the. Does this have that th- the new the reintroduced three twenty one movement? I think it does. Let me see. Yeah, it's got that burgundy bezel on it. I'm looking. It's OG. And if you like gold, it's, it's great. But I just don't see that it. Well, and this is based on a, this with... is based on an original gold Omega. They have made gold Speedmasters in the past. They've had with a red special bezel. edition. Yeah. So I've never seen one. So this is an, an ident- basically a copy of I think it, it's where is it? okay here it is the BA one forty five dot zero twenty two. This is basically a copy of that. At least they went yellow gold, I guess. Correct, but um, that but the price point now because it's this, precious metal is sky high. This is not. This is not the three the new three twenty one movement. It's called the thirty eight sixty one. Oh, it's a coaxial. It's a manually wound coax escapement, which I guess is kind of neat. Dig the movement. I'd rather have that than a recreation of a 60 or 50 year old movement. I think if they would have used stainless steel with the red and the black indices and a silver dial, I think it would have been really pretty. And priced it at not at $32,000. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That this is a pass for me. I'm, Omega's the, not. The I'm exhibition angry at Omega is too. gorgeous because you don't have a rotor in the way. So looking at the movement, it's pretty. But well, and it's all gold, gold plates, mm-hmm. and it's really a, it's a pretty movement. And I, I think it's kind of cool that they took the 1861 and put a coaxial escapement in it. I think that's a neat, neat deal. It may grow on me, but, but it's this. You can't wear this with everything. Well, and how, there's only a thousand people that are going to own it at right. 32 grand because it's limited edition. By the way, did we say that a lot of releases this year were limited edition? Mm-hmm. Have we yeah, mentioned that I, yet? Yeah, that's, that was the one thing God. is limited edition and high price unavailability to the average bear. Okay, I'm looking to see. How, can I get positive? Is it possible to get positive again? Uh, oh, I think it might be. Sorry, just checking our time. <laughs> um, it's time to put Okay, away. the new, the they came up with two new Seiko Presage porcelain dials. And I love yes. the look. Yes. But I'm guessing that either they're too expensive or they're limited. Let's see. Are they? No, they're not. They are expensive for they're a massage. Dials, correct? Uh, yeah, they're porcelain white dials. I'm trying to. I was just looking at them. with um, Roman numerals, and the twelve twelve o'clock is a red there numeral. They are. There they are. One of them has like a power reserve. They're they're called Arita porcelain dials. I see that. They're, They're beautiful neat. watches. They're, They're really pretty. Sporty, but They're with under, a dressy case. So let's see. One comes in at 1700 The other's 1900 The basic 300 17 These are pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with Seiko doing presages like this. They've done this in the past, and I think they're gorgeous watches. There's nothing that really jumps out at me, though. I mean, the, the one with the, di- the extra dials is interesting to the eye, but the other one is um, it's pretty basic. So the dials, I think it that's a power really, reserve, right? Yeah, it looks really casual to me with the it's little a, moon yeah. second hand. Well, and that lower dial is a date. Pretty sure that's a date. So it's a circular date indicator at right. six o'clock. I like the three hundred at seventeen hundred bucks. It's I think it's a pretty watch. It's a nice dress watch. If you're looking for a, a nice kind of high end mechanical dress mm-hmm. watch, it's wearable. I, I think these are. I, I like these so. I don't completely hate Seiko. I mostly hate Seiko now, but 
I why like do these. they always put those patent leather bands on there? Yeah, I, I take the band off. I'm not a big croc. Not a big leather yeah. band guy. So that was semi-positive, right? I'm not 100% negative on that because I don't think they're limited, although they'll probably be hard to get. It just makes me sad that some of the stuff that's been coming out, people really love, and, and, and they're gone before people can get them. I know. Well, it's, that it's Zodiac is perfect. I mean, not, I may not never, out there for us. I may never consider Zodiac again just because of that because they come out with this great watch and then only 182 people get to have it, which I think stinks. Um, Unless you're Ellen DeGeneres and you can get anything you want. Yeah. And now she's switched over to stainless because now stainless is more. Oops. Isn't this the watch that they saw her wearing? The Which one? The Pepsi GMT with the. Oh, she has one. Yeah. She had one probably before it was even announced. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if you're Ellen, you can have any Rolex that you want. Uh, so Grand Seiko came out with a couple of anniversary editions. One of them. Yeah, let's talk about those. So one of them is a chronograph. So spring drive chronograph I'm looking in titanium. They call it high intensity titanium with, I, I think the dial's beautiful. It's like that brown. Here it is. Elegance collection. Yeah, let's see. The 9R86 movie. Is there a price on this? I'm sure it's too expensive, but yeah. $12,900. Again, Precious limited metals. to 500. Yeah. It's huge. It's 44 and a half millimeters. But that has to accommodate... Almost 17 millimeters thick. Yeah, it has to accommodate the spring drive. You can accommodate the spring drive. Well, this is spring drive with chronograph, so you have a mm -hmm. chronograph module. It's it's too big, though. It's way too big. I wouldn't wear this. And again, $13,000 for a titanium watch. Grand Seiko, and just two, going straight up market in two, terms of their pricing, right? Two pink ones. So I'm... I like that brown dial, but that's about all I like about the watch. The price is terrible. Um, and then they've got that other one that's almost like a slate dial. It's just a three-hander, which is another spring drive, another 20th anniversary uh, limited edition. I like the dial, though, with the yellow pips. Um, is that on a different page? Yeah, it's a different page. And I think is this, I think this is also titanium case, 44 and a half again. So they're, these are monsters and $10,600 for a three-hander. I mean, I don't know. 60-minute bezel. I don't think it turns, though. No, I don't think the bezel rotates. Cool dial. But, I mean, God, what did I... I got my... I got my Kirazuri Blue Dial Stainless Steel Grand Seiko last year for $6,200. I think it retailed for 68 and I think I paid 6200 for it. So that's still pretty dear, but it's less than a Rolex Submariner for one of the most beautiful dials I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I don't see how this watch is worth $4,000 more. Where, where's the value? I, I don't see it. Is it, the, is it the weight in the case or the technology? I don't, I mean, I just don't know. It's... No, it's a it's a titanium case. Titanium should not be expensive. I like the olive dial, but again, ten they're just they're tacking on several thousand dollars to every watch now that they're releasing. So Grand Seiko is trying to be I feel like they're trying to become Rolex or Omega. They're they want to ask the same prices and I think that's unfortunate because they're they're getting yeah. away from their roots, you know. Because initially they were they were their own niche and they were high quality and high technology. 
for Fairly affordable. priced. Relatively affordable. Everything's relative when it comes to what things cost. Fairly priced and not priced high based on assumed value of a brand. Right. And it just feels that they're getting away from that, right? I mean, the Snowflake, which is the entry level, when is that price going to go up? Are they just going to get rid of it? Mm. I don't know. I mean... Well, let's talk about how, something... Did I mention how dumb that Docs is? <laughs> let's talk about something positive because I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> Am I making you cry? I'm totally all of depressed. Our, all of our listeners are probably like, oh, God, I'm done <laughs> with this all like, podcast. They're all like, <laughs> These guys are terrible. <laughs> What's wrong, honey? I listened to this really sad podcast. Oh, my gosh. that's It is pretty bad, huh? I feel like I've unloaded on all you guys. I'm sorry, but it's just... Yeah. I'm just angry with the industry, and Basil just reinforced all my anger. Well, I do like the Chanel. I do like the, the Bulova, the Joseph. Yep. I think they did a good um, job. I haven't ripped into the Bulgari yet. Hold on. I'm just about ready to find my data here. Um, I think it's a really interesting watch. The uh, the Octofinissimo GMT chronograph. That's a lot of going, stuff going on. Yeah, there. it's it's they've had the Octofinissimo for a while. This is a new and, like case um, treatment, right? Yeah. So the case treatment, I don't even see a price. Is it the chron? It's the chronograph GMT. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really beautiful watch. I do like those. I'm having a and tough time. Oh, 17,000. I'm having yeah. a tough time with this matte um, sandblasted finish. Yeah. Because when you start getting into darker colors and it's sandblasted, it starts looking like Casio plastic. Yeah, sand, it can be, sandblasting can be tough. Although I think it's better than that Zenith, the Zenith Defy Inventor. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, that looks like someone took some cheap Flexstone paint from the 90s and mm-hmm. I, it's terrible. I, used I didn't, to have some I didn't of that. like it on the Defy Lab. When that came out last year. Well, but maybe they're, that's what they wanted to do. So they're sticking with the theme. I was really hoping that they'd come out with that Defy movement, that, that oscillating movement, um, in a smaller, more affordable piece. And instead, this, this Zenith is 44 millimeters. It has that dumb flex stone case. I mean, it's cool how it works, right? You look well, at you how, s- that, how that didn't you oscillates. See it? It's super cool. Didn't you see it at uh, Toppers or... At did Topper, it yeah. At, I've at seen it at Couture. Topper. Um, or did you look at it at Couture time without I me? S- did I see No, I didn't see it at Couture. I saw it at Topper. But again, this it's not... It's really interesting Okay, it's technology. not limited production. They're saying they're going to produce, quote, several hundred units. It's $18,000. So the technology is cool, but it's not for the masses. It's for the wealthy. <clears throat> it's for the wealthy collector. Yeah. And I just was really hoping to see this. What I was hoping for... So all my all my predictions didn't come true. Um, Omega, I think, failed us with their gold, you know, twenty or thirty, what, however much it was. Um, Speedmaster, it, to me, that's not the way to celebrate the moon landing. The way to celebrate the moon landing is to come out with a non-limited piece that's relatively affordable, with maybe Get some an upgraded patriotism movement. going. Yep, Zenith, I was hoping would come out with. Uh, a new El Primero, like an El Primero 2.0 with the Defy silicon oscillating movement in it. That didn't come to pass. And so they came out with a few limited. They came out with that three watch set for the precious metals. Like you, have to buy, grand. you have to buy all three, right? Well, now at Basel, they re, they're basically the same three, but you can buy them individually. But I think they still start at like 18 or 20 grand. I mean, they're still hideously expensive. Um, so, yeah, I. Everything I thought would be that would be super cool, even if it was going to be expensive, it would have been really neat to see. None of that came true. Sad. Okay, what's the next show? 
here in the states, and we can well, look at. Couture. Are we going to? Couture? We don't. We don't know don't yet know if, if we're going, going to go. Couture. We're, it's going to depend on if we can get a ranch center or not. Uh, we really want to go. We saw some great brands there that were affordable. Yeah, Couture is is the big. I think it's probably one of the biggest watch shows in the. It's probably the biggest watch show in the U.S. The biggest dealer show. And now is Swatch going to be joining some of those smaller shows now, or what no? Are, they're are doing. They going? They're not doing any shows. They're doing their own things. They're going to do their own releases at their own time, which I guess is cool, you know. But I think that's you can see how much this has hurt Basil, because we always talked about Omega and we always talked about Hamilton and Longines, Longines. and all those great kind Longines of more affordable Swiss brands. They were at Couture last year. Yeah, that was a yeah. Great, we'll go see Longines, and we got to meet with them. That was yep. fantastic. That was really fun. So hopefully we'll get watches. to see them. But I don't know if they're going to participate anymore in any show. They've basically said they're done with shows. And he came out and said, we'll never go back to the big shows. So I don't know if they consider Couture a big show. Maybe Longines US has a little more autonomy to do their own shows mm-hmm. or to, to do Especially the shows the that they want. Especially with the Kentucky Derby and they sponsor, they sponsor equine sports. Yeah, they're big into into that stuff. So maybe they'll go. Hunter I don't jumper. Know. You know, I'm going to I'm going to go positive again. And then Boris, we'll close. Then we'll close out our. Boris uh, came out with nice a new note. Diver 65. They're calling the Bico, which is a stainless case with a bronze bezel at 40 millimeters. So it's a good size. Is um, it limited edition? No, and it's 2,200 bucks. Mm. Blue, beautiful blue dial, very similar to the one I have on the the Carl Brashear Chronograph. Aren't there two of them? Uh, I don't know. Oh, there are. There's. Uh, Wait a minute. See. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of their Save the Ocean version of their. Uh, so this looks almost like your watch, but it's not a chronograph. Correct. Yours it has the blue dial and the. Bronze. But it's not a bronze case. Oh, interesting. It's okay, a stainless right. case. That's what they got call it. it the Beko. Pretty right? with the leather I band. Think, I, think I like it's it. Really too. cool. I like it too. Um, it's still too big for me to wear. 40 yeah, you can pull off a oh 40. it's a two-tone band you can pull off a 40 with a, a diver's bezel the bracelet has a center link no color. that's not that's uh that's last year i don't know if that's this year or last year last basil word world, world i can't talk <laughs> yeah yeah so that's last year's so the one this year and it's a salita movement for 2200 bucks and it's not limited oh my gosh Thank you, Oris. Looks really and then thin, too. There's I'm this. digging it. I really uh, like this watch. Then there's this one. Aquas GMT Date. Yeah, the Aquas is another cool one. That's limited, so, you know, fits in line with everything else. But That looks like a pretty good size but watch. But Oris does that every year. They do, they've got their big foundation that supports um, ocean, you know, efforts to save the ocean. 43.5 millimeters. <gasps> it's big. It's really big. The color it's is not cool. not for girls. The color is cool. It's got a 24-hour bezel, so you could track. It's a GMT, mm-hmm. so you could actually track three time zones. Um, what's the cost, and how many are they making? 2500 on rubber, 2700 on the bracelet. I love the blue dial, but they're not. I don't think they're making many. This doesn't say. Did you see the? They always do that though every year, and I'm cool with that. You know, it's a special kind of to help a cause or something and they've they've been doing them for a few years did we talk about the grand seiko with the brown dial that limited edition yeah we did it's like 10 grand yeah i know it's the dial's beautiful yeah i think they call it olive dial so okay so let's review seiko grand seiko (laughs) sorry i'm laughing at you sucks i'm laughing at you. or is cool or did a good job 
Zodiac, we hate you. Um, <laughs> now, now, you won't get any. Let's see. You won't get any love anymore. Doxa them. completely lost me. And yes. I think they're going to lose a lot of their base with releasing that kind of stupid stuff. That was just ridiculous. Tag. Okay, positive. Very Tag. out of I mean, their their box. And Breitling, too. That mm-hmm. Both of those I liked. And those are out two brands box. traditionally that I have not liked because I think they were maybe too mainstream or like the in thing to have. Well, the Breitling Navitimer is exactly like the women's watch but bigger just it's three three millimeters and that's bigger, that's yeah. why i like that lady's watch because it actually looks like a men's watch but in a smaller size so i could totally see us sporting um matching navitimers yours right. in the 30 or the the 38 me in the 41 mm-hmm. now the 38 was didn't have the full slide roll that was not a true navitimer that was called the navitimer 38 but it didn't have the slide roll the 41 actually has the full slide roll on it which super impressed with that so Good on you, Tag. Good on you, Breitling. You guys did a good job this year. Tudor, complete fail. Um, complete fa- I mean, just real utter failure. Just not listening to your customers at all. Rolex, failure. Well, just nothing new. Nothing exciting. Nothing new. It's like, oh, a bracelet. releasing something. Like the Milgauss. All we saw on Instagram I for know. weeks leading Milgauss, up to Basel was Milgauss. the Milgauss. Nothing. Nothing on the Milgauss. Nothing new. What were they so I, don't, I don't think putting a, a different bracelet on a watch makes it a new watch. I agree. And I think they were just trying to throw people off. They were doing all that Milgauss stuff to make you think that that's what they were going to do. And then they didn't do it. Um, Patek always has some nice pieces, but they're completely out of our wheelhouse. Uh, I do like that weekly calendar. That 5212A is really cool. Uh, and you like the Nomos. I like the Nomos. So it wasn't all negative. We had some positives. And I like the right? Chanel. The J12, for me, that is the mm-hmm. watch of the show. Affordable for what you're getting, right? With an in-house movement, Swiss made. It's a unisex a watch. brand. You know? Total unisex watch. Love it. Totally love it. Um, yeah, for me, that is, I think that's the watch of the show for me. They really. And Chanel I wouldn't have expected it because when I initially started trying to find a, a ceramic watch, the Chanel watches popped up all the time on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And they were very expensive, but they were very girly. And yes, they had automatic movements in them, but they were there just... There were Ettas. The J12 always had an Etta movement in it. Yeah, and yeah. but they just were too girly. They were, they were fashioned out with changes, diamonds. Huh? And yeah. I yeah. like this one because it's slim. It's like slim lined, you know, it's like kind of... They took the J12 classy. and they just tweaked the design to, I think, almost make it perfect. I mean... I, I dig this watch. For for anyone that's looking for a Submariner but can't find one, I say save the two grand and go buy one of these. Mm-hmm. They're not limited. You know, go get the the black tile. Or if you're or if you want the more feminine look, go with the white. It's just really cool. I see a lot of guys wearing white watches. It's so not it's, a, it is a thing. Yeah, some guys can I couldn't pull it off. Mm-mm. No way. You're too much of a cowboy. But yeah, I mean so if you're if you want something that's a little more feminine, go for the stormtrooper. If you're more of a cowboy, get Darth Vader. You know, <laughs> I think they're super cool. But yeah, Nomos. Good I even job, like Chanel. the. Um, I even like the Nomos Club Sport, that Neomatic. The Club Sport's good, mm-hmm. but I think they really hit it out of the park with the Duo collection. Yeah, those are bre- those are beautiful. I could easily see one of those on you. I'm not a huge fan of the brand for various reasons, but I think they did a good job with this. And I'm not a Bauhaus guy. I'm, right, I'm not either. into the Bauhaus design. The but, simplicity. But I think they did a good job. So yeah, so there were. It's not a hundred percent negative. 
guys. I mean, there are some stuff that we liked. Um, but then there's also stuff we like that you can't get. I mean, like the Zodiac. I'm really, really disappointed with Fossil. Well, and the then the, the Alpinist that came out before Basil. Same with the Alpinist, yeah. That was just really a bummer. It was a real bummer. Um, I hope so, they make that as, as a regular edition. Maybe they'll come out with some other colors and make them regular editions. I don't know. But you I can still was, buy the green one new. I love that salmon dial round boliva. See, that's I like cool. the that's funny that you like that because I like I love the that. um I like the tank. The tank style, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The tonneau isn't the tank tonneau is like a tank that's bulging in the mm-hmm. sides, right? I like the tank, the gold with the brown band because it just looks okay. Just like everything you see in the vintage section in eBay. I, I love that um and I the love back, that salmon dial. Look at the back of the case on those. They're stunning. Yeah. Stunning. I am i don't have any issues. With, I mean, I know some people were saying these are too expensive. I don't think they're too expensive at all for what you get. I think the problem is people are used to cheap quartz bolivas. And when they see this, they go, how can boliva charge that much? Well, these are nice, really nice watches. I mean, these are right up there with an Oris or, or a, a Longines. Oh, yeah. Right? So I think they have every right to charge what they're charging for these. I'm really, yeah, yeah I'm looking at that one. The gold, and for, the highest price me, is uh, fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, for me, it's the stainless steel round salmon dial because I'm a big fan uh, of the salmon color. But every salmon watch you've seen coming out is like Patek or some super high end. Yeah, now that looks yeah. more feminine to me than any really? piece. Yeah, interesting. Like I wouldn't have thought that you would pick that. The salmon dial, like, the tonneau would look good in a this salmon. This is very feminine too. Yeah, but um, there's also the tank looks good in the salmon. That I looks think really the tonneau nice would that, look yeah. good in the salmon. The stainless and salmon dial tank. We'll have to check with um, with Matt and Randy at Devon's because they're a Boliva dealer. That's where I got my oceanographer. And I, I love bet you they're going to get these in. But it looks a lot yeah. like the Cartier, so you don't want to do duplicates of. This is pretty too. I, I'm I'm impressed with these. I'm I'm big fan of Boliva. Big fan of Boliva. Well, they've been they've had such a rich history. Yep. Yep. I hope I get my Boliva back soon. That's in for repair, by the way, guys. Okay, one more I wanted to talk about. Okay. You may not have... I'm going to text you And then we got to go feed critters. Yeah, let's see. Copy. Hold on. I'm Sorry, guys. I need to text PG this uh, this link so she can look at it. Um, so this is a watch I bought last year. And let's see. Did I bookmark it? Here's another oceanographer. Dark blue. That's the one from last year. Okay. That's the same one. Uh, so last year on Kickstarter, Alpina did the Alpiner X smartwatch mm-hmm. and in the Kickstarter, you could order it. I think it was like 650, 650 bucks. You could order any combination. You specified your bezel, your hands, your dial color, oh, your, yes, I remember. your strap. And then when it was released to the general public at just under a thousand, I think there was only two or three different options, right? You didn't customize and so what they did for this year is they took four of the most popular designs that Kickstarter folks came up with and released them as in in as a general release. And I love that thing. It's a fun it's a fun watch. It's I don't use all the like email and text alerts and stuff on it. I love the um, I use the altimeter when I go up to Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use the compass. You know that I've started to use the UV index. That's a neat. A neat thing, so you know how much UV rays you're being exposed yeah, so it's, to. It's basically a smartwatch, but it it has it's useful a different set of tools than a regular 
Yeah, so it's, it's, it's got, got some got, really neat things. It's got the the normal smartwatch stuff, like it'll buzz if you get a text or email. I don't really care about right, that. Right, but like altitude, the UV thing. Yeah, it's some got really interesting, useful, useful. stuff. Plus a stopwatch. Looks it's like a watch. Beautiful applied indices, so it's mm-hmm. it's got that higher Swiss feel, Swiss made feeling. Uh, just a super cool watch. Great for fishermen, campers, yep, hikers. Oh, we should recommend something like this to my friend Lorraine, who was so in love with the Alpinist that something like this in a blue it's would be big. Oh, is You've it? Seen oh. it? You can't pull well, it off. Well, she's got the cream Alpinist, and she wears it. Yeah, but this thing is like forty-five or forty-six oh, millimeters with a okay. more than fifty millimeter lug to lug. It's a big watch. Do they make one for the ladies? They do not right now. They're only making it in the one size. It's a man's world. It is a man's world, for sure. We're trying to change that, right? That's what it's we came up with. It's a man's world, podcast. and we're just living in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Isn't that Star Trek? I do hope they <laughs> they come out with a smaller version of this. I don't know if they will. It's probably limited by the the um, the movement, the MMT smartwatch movement. It's, that's probably the limiting factor. Uh, so maybe they can do a new movement or redesign it, but. Uh, for those with larger wrists, if you're looking for a good sporty watch that you can take hiking or boating or skiing, this is an awesome, awesome watch. And I like the new color combos too. They've one of them is the is actually the one I ordered. So it's got a blue case with the black bezel, orange rehot, blue dial, orange hands, and then it's got a blue leather. Uh, strap with orange stitching great looking mm-hmm. combo and then the other ones are more like stainless steel bezel with a black dial black case and then some different color uh straps but just a it's just a really cool watch and i wanted to mention that one because it was uh that's some of the stuff that's it's kind of coming out now after basil these are like the the brands that don't get a lot of recognition um and actually no this is not a basil because this is a swatch group so this wasn't even at basil so, oh, we forgot to talk about Frederic Constant because they were there. And I'm looking at their websites, but they're all in French. Oh, so I'm trying to find it in my native tongue. Were they there? I guess they were on. They're not. A sw- They've got a oh, slimline. Swatch- no, they're not Swatch Group, huh? Uh, in-house caliber. In it's in the slimline power reserve, so it's the same case as mine, I believe. But it's a nice, classy, simple. Here's the white one with the stainless. There's a dark blue with the it deep is nice. power reserve. So it's got the power reserve. Can you? I'm sorry. Am I not talking? It is, it is nice. And Frederic Constant is. And the blue is beautiful. I mean, that's the brand a brand where, like, if you are dying for a turbine, you can go and spend eighteen thousand dollars on a Frederic Constant and get an in-house turbine, which is still a lot of money. But considering turbines are like fifty grand, Frederic Constant does a lot of cool. They have a flyback in-house movement for I think five or six thousand. That's really cool. They do a lot of neat stuff in-house that's that's affordable when you look at what you're getting. So, yeah, I, I think the slimline is cool. If you're looking for a nice dress watch, it's hard to go wrong with those guys. Oh, and they're almost like a bow... Oh, it, for me, it kind of feels a little like a Bauhaus-type mm. flavor of a watch just because of the simplicity and a lot of negative space. You know, that's not busy. Yeah. And I love the crown on these watches. It's so beautiful. It's like they're the nice, top yeah. of the chef's hat. Or yep. what's the name for them? That crown. I don't know, show it to me. I don't have it right up here. on my computer. I just texted it to you. Oh, it's like That's an onion style. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, really pretty. Yeah. Very classic. I elegance. just lo- and and their their movements are so pretty, and they mm-hmm. always put a, a exhibition back on them, and they're 
It's they show them off. Those are in, they're in house. You know, a lot of watch collectors like to see that, and and it's so yeah. impressive for young collectors and first time people to be able to see how a watch really works. Yeah, yeah, it blows people away. If you're looking like kind of for your first nice Swiss, Swiss. watch, it's tough to go wrong with Frederick Constant. Mm-hmm. They don't have sport watches; they're all pretty much very More dressy. Of a dress, yeah, but boy, they're sure nice looking. But you can change the bands up, and I've had people send me names of really nice band manufacturers that are you know these are hundred dollar bands right but you could pick any color under the rainbow and with the simplicity of these dials you could customize it to whatever you want yeah put a denim band on there and yep. wear it with your jeans and a sweater well that's so, your new moon phases of frederick constant right? it is yeah. and i and i i didn't think that they were as affordable as they are and you can get a lot of them gray once mm-hmm. they've been out a while so it could be you could get one for a thousand or under yeah it's a great brand and it's got a great gorgeous brand. shape from the side where it's sort of like a, a teacup shape where it's a little yep. bit like a bowl it's narrower at the bottom so it yeah um, the back of the watch narrows yeah yeah it's really they're i think they're really special i was blown away by them yeah that's the first one that we had bought mm-hmm. but yeah they're cool so that was new and that wasn't on the page that we looked at for no. Basil. So I think we're probably missing more, but we we hit all the we hit the main players. Maybe next time we'll talk about some of the little guys if there's more. Yeah, maybe. I kind of, you know, I just want to really get I just want to leave Basil World behind me. <laughs> I need to get off my life and stop being angry. Get off the train. If I can't get Basil World behind me, I'll just keep being angry and I got to I got to get off that train. Okay, so, so yeah, so I, I meant to talk about the Frederic Constant. So those those are one of my top favorites. Yep. Um the Chanel. Yep. The no uh the Nomos. I got one more. But it's gonna be negative. No, 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 no. <laughs> It'll be you're done. Okay, it's gonna be you're kind done. of positive, kind of negative. Ugh. Last year, one of the hit releases was the G-Shock, the Full Metal. Uh huh. Right, came out in first in the stainless. Then they had a, I think they had one on a either a rubber. I think it was a rubber strap with the reverse dial, that like the negative display. And uh-huh. then they came out with the all gold, the OG. And then there's the crystal one too, with the gold face. Yes, then the crystal one. So. I dug it. I was actually on a waiting list for a while for a place out east, and I gave up. And then Rob at Topper started getting him in on a regular basis, and he'd always ping me, "Hey, you want one of these?" And uh, and I just and there was one that was like a much darker metal, like a black, almost mm-hmm. a black, like a charcoaly sort yeah. of onyx. And I, it just I think I had kind of gotten over the initial excitement of it, and then this year uh, they released one. In what's what they're calling aged IP, which I love the color of. It's very like military. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, so it looks it looks, it, aged, looks uh, right? it looks like when you take your cabinets and paint them, and it's, then you use a little sandpaper to get yep. the corners. Yeah, so roughed. it's kind of that rough looking. It's got the reverse dial again. I kind of dig it. I loved it, and then you know what? I and I looked at the price. Instead of six hundred, like the rest of them, they want a grand for it. And it's just plated. What makes so it more? I got all positive, and then I look at the darn price, and it's a thousand bucks because this is one I would buy. Well, that crystal one came out between Basil last year and Basil this year. So, how much is the crystal one? I don't remember how much that one was. I have a um, picture of it on Instagram that I saved to my things. But I wanted to mention this one because I, I, it's a neat watch, and I, I could see myself spending six hundred on one of these still, but I can't. Not a thousand bucks for a G Shock. I just can't, can't go there. So I thought I had found another watch I wanted, and then I saw the price, and 
and that bummed me out. But uh, I did want to mention that one because I, I really do like that G-Shock. But man, why couldn't they just make it 600 bucks? It's just plated. Come on. Does it really cost $400 more or $300 more or $200 more for them to put this coating on it? I don't know. I'm skeptical. Let's just put it that way. Well, I'm depressed now. <laughs> like I said, like I said we <laughs> got to get so good. We got to get Basil behind us. I was um, so good. I got to stop saying I hate watches. I just need to say I hate watch manufacturers and I hate the watch industry and then we're all good. But uh, it's definitely been this has definitely been the most disappointing Basil I've ever followed. Well, I've been following them for many years, and this one's been disappointing not having the Swatch Group and then having all these brands do, you know, crank their prices up and do limited editions. I agree. But it's we did find if you find at least one good thing about it, then it's not a complete loss. So you have to think of it that way. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, and there was, yeah, the Bolivas were cool, the J12, the Chanel J12, really cool. The Frederick Tag, Breitling. So it's not all negative, guys. Oh. I'm trying to be positive. Secretary's the, here. The she secretary's needs, She needs in. attention. But uh, so let's wrap this thing. Okay. I think we've talked enough about negative stuff and yeah. it's time to move on. Um, but, you know, we're being honest to ourselves. We're not, we're not we just are. going out and, and heaping praise on things that, that we don't like just because... No, totally. We're supposed I mean, to. I mean, if, we're unbiased. If you want to have sunshine blown up your rear end, go read the big blogs. And they exactly. will blow so much sunshine up your rear end, you'll want to buy it, every that, single that expensive limited when you, edition When you watch. get to that pro- that topic. I know. And it's so tough to not, you know, I, I really shouldn't talk about it, but I'll read things about watches that I'm like, how can they say that about this horrible watch? You know, know. what's going on? Because a lot of them, I think, are in the brand's pockets. But uh, that's yeah. an, a topic for another day. But again, if you don't, if you want all positive... And if you want to be lied to, read a lot a, of the time, endorsement. go and, out to the yeah. big blogs and they will blow that stuff up your, your backside all day long. They'll you from here to kingdom come. Yep. <laughs> if you want the real scoop, um, Secretary's then you go can somewhere. come listen to us or Two Broke Watch Snobs or several other podcasts. Um, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting accosted by the secretary here. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you need to go take, well, let's just wrap it. Okay. So uh just real quick housekeeping items make sure you're following us on instagram and tagging us because yeah we're doing uh, listener matt wright won our signed the signed copy of the 100 plus no bs watch tips and a very cool uh nato strap from terry at toxic natos so definitely be tagging us and using the love and watches hashtag if you send us an email and we haven't replied it, we we we're just still, we're we get still a, here. We're just we're here, but we're busy, and we get a lot of emails, and we really want to try to reply to all of them. It just takes time, so because this isn't our full time job. We no, you know, this no. is our hobby, and yep. we're trying to do we, everything. At we're not ignoring here. you guys. I yeah. swear to God, it's just you know, it's just hard to get all these replies out. But I do want to try to reply to everybody. So hang in there, even if it takes a month. I will reply to you, or <laughs> or PG will reply to you. Um, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually sign off. This is Perpetual Girl, and, and I'm gonna let you, you're gonna go take the I'm gonna go secretary take, out. The dog badly needs to get let out. So okay. Remember, PG's buy what off. you love and love what you buy. And if you don't love it anymore, you sell it and get something else you love. Exactly. <laughs> like we are selling the bluesy. If anyone out there is looking for a nice one six six one three Rolex bluesy, um, we are selling it. Although I think I may already have a buyer, so it's kind of on hold at the moment for someone. Um, but if it falls through, I will let you guys know. So yeah, just make sure you're following us on Instagram. We haven't done any new YouTube videos lately. We're, we are going to start doing more of those. 
but again, it's, we've just been so crazy busy with some stuff and we're, we're dealing with some local politics that have, have taken up a lot of our time and PG is kind of leading a, a citizens group on that. So I won't go into a lot of detail, but we have been very busy with that. So, um, but on the positive side, you guys are getting an episode. So that's good, right? I know it's been a while, but you're getting an episode and we're going to try to kick another one out probably next week and kind of get back on our regular schedule. So, um, and I promise the next one will be positive. I really will try to be positive on the next one. But uh, this was a tough one with Basil, I got to tell you. So I think that's it. Make sure you're following us and tag us and and check out the website. We'll get some more stuff up there. And as always, thank you so much to all of our listeners, especially the you guys that have been with us the whole time. I know we've got new people coming on that are binge watching and I love or binge listening and I love it. I think that's awesome. Um Really hope you guys are enjoying the show. Let us know if there's stuff you want to hear about or we're not talking about. Uh, happy to cover anything you guys want us to cover uh, because we're here for you and we're doing this for you guys and we just want to share our love of watches and our hatred for the watch industry. So hopefully that's coming through. Uh, I am going to go ahead and sign off now. So for episode 25, this is Ranch Racer and Perpetual Girl has already signed off and we hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll hopefully catch you next week on the next one. Take care, everyone.